Welcome everybody, uh, back here again with the Matt Cleaners Podcast. This is Luke Condi. Uh, I'm not joined today by Ryan, unfortunately he's back home, so uh, hopefully this week we'll get another podcast with me and him back on it, but yep, so welcome back here, where we out, tough out, hustle and out, clean the competition. Uh, I'm joined on this beautiful Saturday evening by Mr. Shannon Akio and Gavin Davis over here. What's up everybody? How's it going? Yeah, how you fellas doing? Oh, we're doing great. You know, beautiful we're fed up. Some mm-hmm. pizza. Heck yeah, Sunday. we're out here at the Van Clay's house, dog sitting for him. Uh, little Reese is in there. Uh, but yeah, so, um, yeah, you know, first thing, uh, first order of business, we got to congratulate Duncan Lee on his performance at uh, the last chance. Yeah, Duncan. World Team Trials. Yes, sir. Uh, got second in freestyle and fourth in Greco. Um, yeah, so congrats to Duncan. Uh, he got a hard week of training in up at Iowa State with us. Uh, you know, he was rolling with Kyvin Gadsden. Yeah, I was watching him. He was, that's pretty, it's pretty he was strapping. Like, isn't that a hell of an opportunity, you know? Yeah, dude, that's a freaking amazing, that's an amazing group to go with. Like, to even, like, be in the room with all those guys. Gadsden, who was it? Sammy? No, uh, Sammy it was... Uh, Brent Metcalf? It was, uh, it was Marcus Coleman, Duncan, yeah, and, uh, uh, Younger Bastida, and, yeah. and Kyvin, all in a group of four. Now, if that isn't, like, the most... Loaded group of four. Yeah. Uh, this most lo- loaded group of four I've ever seen. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna work. It's no world level talent right there. I know, dude. Let me tell you, the scraps between Younger and uh, Kyvin were unreal. Like that mm-hmm. that Younger guy is crazy good. Yeah, I was right there on the side watching it, dude. Mm-hmm. It was it was insane. Like they're always just going at it. Like there's nonstop movement, like level changes. They're always moving their feet, always moving their hands. Like even as bigger guys, like. You gotta be able to move. Yeah, yeah. you know. Uh, That's oh, why sorry, Jeff, Gable's so good. Yeah, even the guys I was wrestling, because I was wrestling at the practice. Um, they were they're a lot faster than they seem to be, because there's some big guys I was wrestling. They're crazy fast. Dude, I, everybody there is an athlete. Like they are freaking good. They can move. You know, they might not be the best wrestlers, but they really understand how to how to use their bodies and uh-huh. stuff. So. And yeah, shout out to Iowa State, letting all the guys train at their facility, straight up. Shout out to Dresser. <laughs> you know, shout out, shout out to Central Wrestling for, we had 12 guys up shout there. Shout out to Luke, Condi. Shout out to Rob getting in Dresser's Holding truck. Holding everybody accountable. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's, uh, it's, that was a good thing for us. I think the most we've ever had go was five at one time, and, uh, you know, we doubled that number. So, uh, that was Yeah, good. we had a lot of guys. That's good, man. Because we we want we want to win some big matches next year, and uh, you know yeah, definitely. we're getting there. So we just got to stay on it. And that all starts with mental preparation. You know, and that was something I kind of want to talk about, um, and to spitball some stuff off you guys. I mean, because uh, on last Tuesday or yeah, last Tuesday, uh, everybody had that mindset of just you know what we presented an op- uh, an opportunity to go train um, at a high level with Division One athletes. Yeah. And everybody jumped on it. You know. Every like you know, we had three guys that are at campus that didn't go, and the only reason they didn't go is because they're either, you know, really sick, or they had something they absolutely could not get out of, you know, and so I mean that's good. Everybody like they took advantage of an opportunity, and I think that's really just the mindset you have to have. It's because most most of the good things in life they just come out, and you have to, you have to grab them as soon as they're yeah, there. Yeah, you gotta be they able might to seize them, seize those opportunities, especially when they don't come in. One, like you know what I mean like if it's a one in a, once in a lifetime opportunity to go train yeah. with high level guys and you gotta be able to take that 
you know, it's not every day you get the opportunity to go train with like Kyvin Gadsden and have Brett Metcalf coaching you up after you get done with the live go. So. That's a lot of national champions in the room. Yeah. You want to talk about a heck of an opportunity. When we were at Okaboji, you know, like we were all getting prepped for your 2030s, and uh, it was a folk-style kind of camp, and so we were all just kind of talking, hey, you know, maybe we should get in there and, and work some freestyle parterre stuff just to be ready. And uh, Joe Cologne kind of overheard us, and then uh, all of a sudden, you know, I was talking with Chris, and we were like, you know, maybe we should just go up and full send it and ask Joe Cologne if he can show us some technique. And this dude... I swear, most down to earth guy. You know, he, he's a, he's a world medalist. He got third at the at the world at uh, the world championships. Yeah. And this guy was down to you know show some D three athletes, you know some uh, uh, some parterre offense yeah. and stuff. So. He's a really nice guy. You know, like like how many? You think uh, I don't know in any other sport that would happen? Somebody at that level, you know, that's like yeah. an, that's like an NFL superstar going to a high school and, and showing them and yeah, you he, know, some technique. He ran us through a good practice. Yeah. He gave us one-on-one coaching. Like yeah. I think he went around and did one-on-one with, with almost everybody there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just shows that the top-level athletes just want to watch the sport grow and think, become better. I think that's something that's really unique to wrestling It's just the community, you know? Yeah, very community-based. I feel like everybody knows each other. Like, the wrestling community is always behind your back. It's just such a small, like, niche community, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh... I don't know, you know, it's, it's just that thing because there's not much money in it, so everybody's, I mean, it's starting to get there now with RTCs yeah. and all that and, you know, a lot more promotions, but it's always been just for the passion of it, you know, they only do it because they love it, you know. Yeah, that's that's true. I mean, I feel like if you do the sport of wrestling, you don't do it just to do it. Like, you, you, it brings out the spirit in you, you, you know what I mean? Something, something in your like, mind no matter, that's calling like, you to it. Even if you're competitive or, like, you just love the sport, like, just love, like, I know, like, Yanni, he just talks about, he just likes, he likes learning, like, learning new movements, like, mm-hmm. he doesn't do it to, like, beat up on somebody, he just talks about how he likes to do it, because he likes to learn, like, new things, and be more tactical, like, that's interesting about the sport, too. Yeah, because so many people approach it different ways, like, Yanni, student of the sport, yeah. you know, always learning, trying to pick up something, you know, and from no matter who it is, he could be wrestling a fifth grader and might still learn something about how this yeah. one fifth grader moves, you know, and he can still pick that up and yeah. elevate his game. But Yeah, it's, it's interesting. But, um, yeah, I, th- I think that championship mindset really just comes from, uh, you know, I think wrestling's less about, oh, you know, I need to get my hands on him instantly and just go, go, go. I think that, that mindset of just taking opportunities when you see them, mm-hmm. like, instantly, I think that's what, that's the winning mindset. Because it's taking those risks. Yes. Being a risk taker. That's because that's that's a big thing. Like if you wanna if you wanna be able to like win those big matches, you gotta be able to put yourself in those risky situations to win those matches, you know? And like you said, that's a champion mindset and being able to just o- overcome that fear. Yeah, you, know, you can't hesitate hesitation's what sets people back. Mm-hmm. It's what kills you, man. Yeah. And you know, and I truly believe this dude. I think Anybody can be an NCAA champ on any given day. Yeah, I think there, I think you reach a certain point to where it doesn't matter what you learn. You know, I think there's a certain point where you just know enough wrestling and you have the tools to win. Mm-hmm. It's just whoever has the the mind body yep. connection that's that's right on that day. You know, and that goes back to mental preparation, like what we're talking about. It's like if you prepare and you do it so many times, like like you rep it out, you rep it out, rep it out. 
and then come to tournament time or match time, it's like second nature. And being mentally prepared for those situations, like you just got to be ready for it and just take those opportunities, seize those opportunities, like you said. So, so I think a big part of it that's is true. I think a big part of it is just in training. You you uh, you eventually just train your body to where so you know if I get in this position, like if I get an underhook. I know I'm just instantly my body's going to a high crotch, you know, something like that. Yeah. I think you just train your body to to subconsciously just take opportunities the second you see them. And I think that's what makes champions because uh, people who aren't that way, you know, somebody who's good but not great, they might have to think about it, you know, like, oh, shoot, I got this underhook, like, what am I going to do from here now? You know, and that second or two of, like, oh, shoot, there it is, actually, you know, that's what loses in the match because somebody else would just be like, you know, Go right away. Yeah, you know. Yeah, wrestling's a game of milliseconds. You know, you take a shot on someone, you're a little too slow. That could be the difference between, you know, you getting that takedown in overtime versus getting sprawled on and getting your hips taken. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. You know, especially in those scrambles. You know. Yeah, just having that good position, training your body. You know, if I'm in this position, I'm gonna take his ankle and, you know roll through and create a scramble but if you don't if you don't train that way then you can't do that you know Gavin I want to get your thoughts on Iowa State's practices uh so you know because was that that was your first one you went to right yeah um on Tuesday but you, so you've been in D1 rooms though right like Arizona State and ASU, stuff like yeah. that. so you've been around those those kind of things before but um yeah so how how was the Iowa State practice like what was different about it you know like what what kind of Maybe nuances, if that's the right word, did you, did you notice about like, um, Iowa State, how they train? Well, compared to like being at ASU, ASU does a lot more conditioning to kind of start and warm up. And then they do show the technique pretty much the same. You know, you kind of show a piece of technique, you go work on it for a little bit, and then at the end of practice you'll go live or live situations and... You know, they were kind of similar that way, but I feel like even though it is that it was the Iowa State's room, you know, we were we were there working their guys and we're getting the same work that they are. Yeah. So it was good. It was a good practice. Yeah, I mean I just think it's super interesting to think about um I don't know, maybe maybe the way that uh they physically drill and everything like that, you know? And, How it's uh, slower and everything. Yeah, you know, it's like they, they really take their time to, mm-hmm. you know, hand here, you know, and, and like hand Focusing and, on the details. Hand yeah. and foot placement, yeah. yes, everything yeah. like that. They know? want it to be smooth. And then, you know, I, I saw a lot of guys, you know, they were we were drilling s- smooth and slow, but once we got to live, you know, they're hitting that the same moves that they're learning in practice. It's not like they're going live and just hitting the moves that they know. They're working what they learn in practice. And I think that's what really makes a difference for them. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like what we were talking about earlier, is just getting out of, out of our comfort zones. And they do that every day, you know? Yeah. Because I feel if a bunch of times you can kind of get caught up in, in uh, that, you know, I only hit maybe this six, these six moves, you mm-hmm. know? And you only train those six moves. And so, yes, you're good at those moves, but then you're not very well-rounded, you know? Yeah. Or maybe, like, when you get to somewhere you haven't been, you, it kind of throws you off, and you don't have that split-second reaction, you know? Like, you never train, if you never train getting in scrambles, when you get in one, you're screwed because you don't know what to, you know, you've never yeah. been in that position, so your yeah. brain has to think a little bit more. You know, it's, it's like John Smith's 
ankle pick, you know. Everyone focused on his ankle pick, but they didn't realize that his setup for it was his high crotch. His high crotch was insane. Yeah. <laughs> That's so actually a really good point. He had he's one well-rounded in there. He trains, he trains that high crotch religiously, but he knows that that ankle pick will be there. Yeah, when that high crotch isn't. Yeah, so he has, he has options there because he trains and he branches out. Dude, he had one of the best, like, elbow control duck high crotches yeah. ever. You know, like that real slick Oklahoma yeah. State style? He just gets right under. Mm-hmm. Boom. And then he's right there for that ankle pick once they step back because they know yeah. it's coming. It's just like Jordan Burroughs with the double. They knew it was coming, so he adjusted his game and created that longer drive. Yeah. You know, actually, that is kind of interesting to bring that up. Uh, Burroughs, back in 2012, 2013, when he, when he was on the scene, like when he first came out, all double legs. Yep. And now what does he do? It's all push-outs and single legs. Yeah, you know? he's, he's just gotten smarter with his game. People have figured out that he's gotten double legs, so he's changed his game. It's just kind of how wrestling is. Mm-hmm. He yeah, actually he has be, a pretty quick go-behind, too. Go yeah, behind he's, he's slick. I mean, he's, he's to be able to be as fast as he is and as athletic as he is for wrestling this late into his 30 or however old he is I don't know yeah, he just he turned 33 a few days ago yeah I mean that's crazy <laughs> to be able to be at that, that high of a level yeah competing he's in, he's in crazy shape yeah I mean I went to one of his camps once uh, up in Seattle for FCA and just the way that he approaches training and the way that he teaches the younger kids how to you know, do the moves, it's crazy how, like, involved and in how he wants these kids to be better. What did he talk about, like, in training? Um, well, he talked about how, you know, it's not every day is going hard in the room. Yeah. You know, there's certain days where he literally just do yoga. Yeah. No, not in the room, not doing anything, you know. that At that level, it works for him because, you know, he's yeah. got the technique and skill. There's nothing he needs to learn, and, you know, as college wrestlers, that's it's almost the same thing, you know. We have our moves and skills, you know, that we can still learn, but there's also days where we need to take off and recover because we do go yeah, really yeah. hard consistently. So he was saying how it's good to train hard and everything, but you got to give your train time. Hard, train smart. And, you know, that's something that Division One schools have almost perfected. Like Penn they State, have the scientists. Penn State is the best at it. Mm-hmm. Like they, they go as hard as anybody in the country, probably the hardest. But you know what they're also really good good at is recovery and letting their guys, you know, be the freshest they are all year at the yeah. national tournament. I mean, all I think most of their they guys have smart training cycles. Yeah, you Very know, smart training cycles. So when I was a senior in high school, the Arizona Penn State duel. When Arizona State beat Penn State, mm. the night before Penn State came and practiced at my high school, really? and they're all training and they're going crazy hard. You know, they're not not like live, but they're just going and going. They don't stop, and that's how they're cutting weight. You know, are they just cranked up the cranked up moving. the heat in the room? It's started kind of flow wrestling you know it wasn't crazy they weren't learning anything new there's nothing yeah. new you're going to learn the day before a duel but you know, they it was just crazy to see that they're training like that the day before they wrestle yeah. just getting loose getting fresh yeah dude honestly penn state is this i feel like is the smartest 
with like their training. Because like, every Nationals, if you look at it, their guys that's in the finals, almost all their guys win. All the, they, they had... Well, what, at this crash? past Nationals, yeah. they, had four, they went four for four. And you know, and Nick Lee lost to that to Jay Nyerman at yeah. Big Tens the week before. That's, that just that's, that proves the point, man. Yeah. That proves the point. They're you know? fresh. They know how to train. I know that that proves the point is that they know how to how to recover while still going hard. Yeah. And they they, I don't know how they do it. It's their sports sciences, bro. Penn State has one of the best sports science bro. programs around. They're crazy. It's easy to see, you know, because I mean. I don't think there's any other program, I mean, uh, in college right now that has that same thing going for them, you know, where they look the best at the end of the year, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, Iowa looks good all the time, but, you know, Penn State might have their ups and downs, but then you know at Nationals they're coming to scrap. Yeah. You know? It's just like that year um, them and Ohio State were super close. I think it was the year that Nolf graduated, like the year after, and so they were kind of in a reload uh, year. But, I think um, I know what you're talking. Yeah. Yeah, it was like two, three years like ago. Like Nelf and Nickel, they both mm-hmm. graduated. They they lost to uh, the they, year before COVID year. Yeah, they they lost yeah. to Ohio State at the Big Ten tournament, mm-hmm. and they win nationals. Yeah, you know, they come they come to play and they come out at nationals. Yeah, and they won big. It was that year that Snyder wrestled. Uh, no, Nickel was still there, but Nolf wasn't. I mean, yeah, yeah, I got their names mixed up for a second because yeah, was, they look the same too. So. <laughs> It was when it was when it when it came down to uh, Nolf and um, Myron. I mean Nickel and and uh, Miles Martin. Yeah, and then uh, oh yeah, I remember that. And after the match, yeah, was, yeah, that's what we do. That's what we do. <laughs> Who said I've been that? working that move since seventh grade. Who uh, said that? Bo Nickel. Oh really? Yeah. But they're so good at it. You see, they 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 lost the weekend before because they that wasn't their end goal. They didn't care about Big Tens, you know. Yeah. Yeah, they. They just have this mindset at nationals. They're they're not there to take part. They're literally there to take over, dude. And they do. We need to put that on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the greatest quotes of all time. I'm sure they already have it on a shirt with the Conor McGregor face yeah. on it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like our national shirt said, like this is the way. Yeah. We need to have one. Uh, that's just like we're here to take not not In not here sixteen to take part. hours. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow night. <laughs> Tomorrow night. You're a dead man in the octagon. That man's gonna learn. <laughs> yeah, dude, and like, honestly, even though Connor like lost and he's on like a bad losing streak, that that guy's still an animal. Yeah. He's got an indestructible leg now. He's gonna head kick. He's got a metal <laughs> he's gonna, rod. He's gonna give Dustin Poirier a head kick from hell. And he's gonna knock him out with a titanium rod. Did y'all see what Logan, what uh, Jake Paul sent to a Dustin Poirier? Yes, the chain. <laughs> Dustin the McGregor Poirier sleep chain. Dustin Poirier is gonna auction it off. I heard. Yeah, for for his uh, the Good Fight Foundation. For charity, yeah. Dude, pardon me. Like, if I had money, I would buy that thing so quick. Yeah. I would send him a DM on Instagram. Two mil for it. Two hundred thousand yeah. dollars. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's probably how much it was cost. Like yeah, two hundred. Hey, I'm a charity. Give me the chain. <laughs> But that's a cool chain, honestly. Yeah. But you know what? The detail on it is crazy. Have y'all, like, zoomed in on it? Yeah. McGregor has pupils. I know. In that chain. The hands and everything. Uh-huh. I don't know how he did that, but... Like, it's crazy. But you know what? While we're talking about mindset and uh, UFC, let's talk about Dustin Poirier's mindset, you know? He's, he's yeah, always... He I always see him on Twitter tweeting about, you know, mindset matters and all this stuff, but, you he know... He sees through all of the trash talk. I don't think it affects him anymore. That's what I'm saying, yeah. I, I mean, because 
the master of mental warfare is Conor McGregor. Yeah, you know that's he. His thing is beating guys before they go into the ring. Like Jose Aldo, he talks so much crap to Jose. He that, did it in the first fight against Poirier. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it worked against him, you know? And, like, in that, in that Jose and the Poirier fight, those dudes were beat before they went out there. You know, they had... McGregor made them question their own skill, and they hesitated. They made it emotional, too. Yeah. And so Jose came, you know, bull-rushing at him. Mm-hmm. He cut the left, you know? McGregor tried to do the same thing with Poirier. He tried to... You know, get in his head and make him emotional, saying all these things. Even after the fight, he's still trying to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he's already trying to set up that fourth fight with him. He wants it. I think Poirier, he's just been through it all, dude. And, you know, like, he's been in the, with those battles with everybody. Like, he's the OG. And it's like, even after he lost to Connor, I think he just fell into Connor's trap. He just, all he does fall into Conor's trap, and then the second fight, he just is kind of like he kind of grew from it. He got that he one upped him, and it was like, you know, I got his number. Yeah. So he can't do this to me again. You know, this he did he already did it to me once. I'm not gonna let him do it to me again. Yeah. I think that's what really helped him is just growing from that first fight, and not not letting Conor's trash talk get to him. I think that first fight changed his entire career. Yeah. Cause he moved, didn't he move up to one fifty five? Like yeah, like not after, not right after that fight, but like yeah. Cause I think he fought Max after. Holloway at one forty five and then uh, bumped up. I think yeah. he realized that he can't let that get to him, and that he fights differently if he lets it get to him. Mm-hmm. So he just started fighting. And that's the same thing with wrestling dudes. Like before your match, I mean, I'm sure all you guys get nervous. I get nervous before I have big matches. Yeah. But it's like you just got to turn it off. Yeah. Bro. I mean, once you get on the mat, it's like there's nothing you can do about it. But before your match, it's like you can't let all the little things get to you. You just have to trust, gotta, trust in your training. You, you got to kind of enjoy it in a way. Yeah. You know, you know, Bo Nickel uh, said one time, like somebody asked him in an interview, uh, like, it does, do you get nervous for your matches? And he goes, well, I just, he trained himself to not view it as nervousness. It's yeah. just excitement. You know, that's just, you know, that's your adrenaline, uh, your adrenal glands firing, you know. Mm-hmm. And so he said that he just views it as excitement, and uh, you just got to change the way that you view that because what do you have to be scared of, you know? Yeah. He, he kind of views it as um, if you don't feel that feeling, there's something wrong because that means you don't care yeah. enough, you know? Yeah. So. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. I get I get nervous, but I wouldn't say I get scared. Yeah, like, that's what, I, that's what like, I'm saying, yeah. Like, when I get nervous, it's just like, like, like you said, like your adrenaline starts pumping, and it's just mm-hmm. like you can't stop moving. Like, whenever you're getting ready for the match, you're, like, yeah. jumping around, you're bouncing around, shaking your arms out. Getting psyched up. <laughs> it's like, this is about to happen, let's go. I Got know, the central dude. crew barking in the crowd for you. <laughs> Let me tell you, man, that was one of the best tournaments I think I've ever been to. Yeah, we, I could not, I don't know about y'all, but I could not speak the day after. Oh, yeah. My voice was gone. We were, Griffin McBride's match is when it came through. After we were all screaming, we won it for about three minutes straight. Mm-hmm. After that, I couldn't talk. <laughs> Wait, that's, why, that's why we had to start barking for Shannon over here. <laughs> yeah, we couldn't talk, so we're just... Woof, woof, woof. <laughs> you guys were barking? Yeah, yeah time, bro. We couldn't, we couldn't shout anymore, so we're just like, you know, we're barking now. That's funny. <laughs> One thing I heard was just freaking slamming on the, that, uh, that oh, side. Oh, yeah. 
We, we, did, we couldn't, we couldn't <laughs> talk anymore, so we they just started kicked, taking the they beats. They moved us up. They, like, kicked us out of the front row because we were slamming on the, yeah, on like, the hockey board. Yeah. Dude, Ryan was about to jump onto the mat. Yeah. Like, Ryan was, like, this far I over I bet you the... Ryan's the man that, got, that, cons- <laughs> that made that tweet. I have that as my wallpaper. Dude, that I couldn't picture, believe it. Yeah. I was checking Twitter that night, and then I, uh, I saw some tweet. Um, it was like, who's the, who has the best crowd of D3s? And then I see that photo there. Like, yeah. No way, man. Who's the? But we, VK came up to us and he was talking about someone that tweeted we were gonna hop the wall. Yeah. Hop the wall. <laughs> I don't think I don't think anyone tweeted that. I just no. think that. Kelsey I think I think they were mad because we made their kid cry. I, I do too, man. Like we broke that Augsburg kid. Like Shannon was sitting there. You know, Shannon broke him, and we buried him. He thought he was tech. <laughs> he thought he was tech. He, yeah, I he broke him, went. and then you guys are just digging the hole. <laughs> we're like, okay, we'll, we'll dig the hole for you, Shannon. You just got to put him in there. <laughs> yeah, when, when he took off his headgear in the second, when he thought he was teched, we're all in the crowd. You're not done yet. Like, it's get not up. over. <laughs> yeah, he was talking a lot of smack before the match, yeah. too. I'm going to tell him about that. I told you. Yeah, he was saying how he was going to kick my ass. Mm-hmm. And his dad was like, yeah, you better... Like, his dad was, like, up up in the stands. He was like, yeah, you better kick this kid's ass. He was like, don't worry, Dad, I got this. His dad was blah, sitting blah, right blah. behind us. Yeah, his dad was, like, talking smack to you. And I just kind of looked at them, and I just, like, smiled. And I just kept bouncing around. But in my head, dude, I was just dialing it all in. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm going to go out there, and I'm going to rip this kid in half. <laughs> <laughs> and Central came to, Central came to play that yeah, thing, dude, I'm that, telling you. That we were Ruth, refs. Wrestlers, coaches. I mean, we were cheering random kids on just because. And right before I, up, right yeah. before I wrestled, or yeah, right before I wrestled, Chase won his match, and that got me more fired up. I was like, Yeah. Bro. And then it was Chase, me, and then Ramos. Mm-hmm. And that was that was a pretty good fit. Oh, in the All American round, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we all wrestled right in the exact, the same exact match. Dude, I know that was nuts. That's why we we're so hyped. Yeah. And, uh, we were, I mean, front we, were, row. we were sprinting all over the place, you uh-huh. know, going mad to mad, whoever had mad assignments up. Co was yelling at us, they were like... Man, uh, I wish we had fought those kids. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh well. You think they listen to our podcast? No. Oh. I don't think so. <laughs> I think we should send it to them in an email. I hope not. We'll send you guys our podcast, Co Wrestling. <laughs> Y'all should start one too, Co College Mat Cleaning Crew. But, um... <laughs> yeah, so what is, what is one thing you you learned from the tournament, Luke? Um, I mean, just from going to Iowa State. And, or no, just the national tournament and oh. just moving forward. Like, what do you, um, what honestly, do you think is the biggest thing that you learned? Well, I was sitting there, um, and, you know, I drew Laura's first round, and that kid ended up getting fourth of the tournament. And, uh, I mean, I wrestled pretty dang well there. It's just... Got it. You got to fire it. You know that's that's why yeah. over the summer I've really just been working. When you get when you get to that type, you freaking use it. You know, and so you're not just sitting there and doing all this pointless work. You know, and and uh, and you're not just sitting there waiting around for stuff to happen. Yeah. Because I waited around in that match and didn't score when I needed to. Lost that one. Um, rebound in the next match, but then Drew Augsburg and same thing. You know, let him get the jump on you. So. That's the thing, man, is that I think you just got to train your mind to take over, you know, when, when your body ne- maybe necessarily doesn't want to. Yeah, I mean, you look at high-level international wrestling, you know, usually early first period is when someone's going to get 
early. Someone wants to get early points. Early points, 90% of the time you're going to win the match. But it's also because they have a more strict passivity call that they could get hit for. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think if you kind of approach it with the mindset of you're going to get hit for stalling if you're not attacking, you know, you get you get those attacks. Yeah, definitely, because it's, uh, you know, well, it's, it's just a tough thing because, you know, in some matches, it's not going to go your way. You know, I mean, it, you can't score, you can't get the first takedown, you know, you can't score in the first 30 seconds on every kid. Yeah. But that's not the point, mm-hmm. you know? Like, Coach tells us, oh, you know, first step forward, get the first takedown, first 30 seconds, get on your offense. We're, it's maybe not necessarily score in that first 30 seconds, you know, or I'm going to be mad. It's like, just get that mindset of if, if when, when you see an opening, you're going, yeah. you know? Yeah, put and it so on. so your them. feet are moving, your hands, you're faking, you're, you're getting to your tie-ups. And so that way, just when you get to those things, you're just going. So it's maybe not necessarily... Um, scoring all the time but you're offensive you know yeah it's not a set amount of time you know just when the opportunity's there you're firing it yeah you know right away no hesitation because you, you can tell you can tell in, in some high level like d1 matches kids don't want to fire because they're scared that they'll get scored yeah. on and so that leads to those overtime one-to-one matches mm-hmm. then you see kids out there that maybe it's only a three-two match but they're shooting the whole time. They're firing you know? the entire time. It's yeah. a scramble the whole time. They're yeah. offensive. They're circling their feet. Yeah. They're snapping. There's scrambles. There's back and forth, you know, like attack, reattack stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wrestling is definitely a tactical game, too. Like, aside from being the hammer on the nail, it's like you got to be tactical. Yeah, you got to wear gotta on them. You got to be smart about what you're doing. You can't just shoot, 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 shoot. Yeah, you know, you got to wear on a guy's back with that collar tie, you know, mm-hmm. hold him down, wear him out. Yeah. It's, there's different levels to. Or even moving, moving a lot. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's one thing that varies between, like, like the coast wrestlers versus Midwest wrestlers. Yeah. It's like, like, for example, like, Rob. Rob, he's quick on the outside. He moves a lot, does a lot of misdirection. But it's like in the Midwest wrestling, it's more like hammer, pull. Yeah, straight it's, out in front. Yeah, it's coming, like, coming to like the heavy Midwest. on the head. You know, it's just kind of cool to see those styles, though. Like, yeah, you guys. Like the mix of styles. You guys banging out here, you know, on the head, <laughs> everything. Yep, over more towards the West, it's, you know, outside, you know, getting low, being fast, at ankles. Low singles. Hitting the timing, you know. It's not just... Super I'm ducks. Gonna, I'm not going to grind is you into Memphis the mat. I'm going to make you feel stupid. Memphis is known... <laughs> yeah, I, can't, I can't say what they're known for. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we're, we're, known, we're known for scrubs. So that's about it. But no, we're, I feel like we're a happy medium. We like banging out in front, but when we score, we like to be slick. <laughs> yeah, I feel like... Makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. But um, I, I think that's something super interesting about wrestling is just anybody can do it, you know? And I, th- I just I think I like observing um, different body types because, you know, you're quick. Yeah. And so you like low singles and, and like, reattack kind of stuff. And, mm-hmm. and you can go her body too, you know? Like, Gavin, very quick as well. And so he likes those blast doubles and, you know, some yeah. low singles, the inside trips and stuff. And me, I'm, like, a st- short, stocky guy. 
and you know I got power, but not really the you know. You like more of like the high crotch. Yeah, it's like the high crotch knee pulls, yeah. single legs, and mm-hmm. then you know front head kind of stuff. You know, Rob's Rob's a little bit quicker, so he likes that that prance around yeah. stuff. You know, Rob has good like misdirection. Do you have yeah, good you like can move, you bro. can cut the corner quick on like high crotches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody has like their own style, like you said, because of their body style. Yeah, and so I, I think like as you go, you kind of just figure out what fits your body type and your your body type and athleticism, and you just find what works for you. And I think yeah. that's so interesting. I don't think any other sport is like that. You know, mm-hmm. there's like in basketball, you got to shoot threes. You got to you got to know how to do a layup and stuff like that. Or in football, you know, it's you're always just running different plays and yeah. circuits and stuff like that. And there's not much room for creativity, I guess. Yeah. Or at least as much with, with wrestling. Because, like, with their, with their body type, you're either, like, a wide receiver or yes. a running back or a lineman if you're, like, 6'7". I guess I'm trying to... I guess the point is that it's, it's harder to innovate those kind of games, yeah. you know? But with wrestling, you can just you can just make something up, you know? Yeah. Like, if you want to be good at, like, something crazy like m and role, you can. You know? You could be, like, Ryan Hall or something. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys see that? on your back. Just falling <laughs> over, just, dude. Like, Every time he'd do that, I, I thought he slumped over because he got knocked out. <laughs> I know, he was sitting there fa- like doing the fake knockout thing. Yeah, you know? I thought he got knocked out like three times. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, but if you want, you can make that your go-to move. Yeah, because he got, before that fight, he was like eight and, not eight, eight and eight. but like yeah, he was on an eight-fight win streak. Yeah. He's the only one, one, only one with the skill set to beat Habib, bro. I'm telling you, it's... He, Ryan Hall? Yes, dude. I'm telling you. In a different universe, he fights the beat. He hits him with the, with the leg lock and gets his ass. No I think way. Khabib, like, <laughs> he Khabib gets, goes, I punch in the face. I he, punch he, in the face. I punch in the punch face. Punch the face. Punch the face. <laughs> punch the face. He I go, smash you. He go block. You go arm bar. Uh-huh. Hip, hip. Punch the face. Punch, punch the face. Yeah. <laughs> Tomorrow night, I smash your boy. I smash. <laughs> I smash. <laughs> Yeah, Islam Makachev is fighting tonight, too. Isn't that his cousin or something? Huh? Isn't that Khabib's cousin or something? Something. Or who is that? Um, something like that. I think it's Usman uh, Magomedov. Oh, his cousin. yeah. Uh, Magomedov. Magomedov. But they've been oh, training partners since they're like eight years old, though. Yeah, him Is- and Islam? Islam, yeah. Oh, yeah. That guy's that guy's good too. They said they've been like Sambo like training partners since they're like. Dude, like Sambo nine. is a crazy sport. Mm-hmm. My wrestling coach was. Crazy good at He's a like world champion sambo. Isn't player. that like wrestling and kickboxing kind of mixed? Um, yeah, it's a bunch of things. It's like wrestling, it's, kickboxing so with like jujitsu, right? How it was created, my coach told me the story. <laughs> the Russian military wanted to have a hand to hand combat style. And so they sent off these generals to different parts of the globe sent some to like Rome whatever so this guy from Japan came back and he basically presented them with either judo or jujitsu or something like that yeah and then with some striking in it and he was like where did you get this and he's like I found this in Japan and they were like so you coerced with the enemy and they shot him and they killed him and (laughs) yeah they killed him, <laughs> and basically, they renamed it Sambo. Huh. I, I think I told it right. I don't know for <laughs> sure. We're gonna have to fact check that. Yeah. We'll fact check the fact check the hell out of that. We're but. gonna have to fact check that, and then uh, we'll get back to you guys on that in the next podcast. But Sambo, because that's that's 
entirely what Habib's style is, right? Because isn't it? I'm pretty sure I don't it's know. a. It, they rest. They, they're on like wrestling, kind of the tart mats. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, but I think it's wrestling mixed with groundwork and striking. There is striking in it. Yeah. There's also a and style where it has a knife, like a, a plastic knife. Oh really? Now. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's but it's cool. the, it's literally the Russian military's. Uh, like training. Like it, it, national, like, like basically like Krav military Maga style. For Israel. Huh? Isn't it like Krav kind of like Krav Maga was made? Wasn't that yeah. made for Israel's? Uh, isn't that the Israeli? Um, I think so. Uh, Krav Maga. Have you style? seen that stuff? It's yeah, pretty crazy. But that's a lot of grappling stuff too. Yeah. Okay, according to uh, PunterMedia.com, Russian sambo is a martial art. Yeah, of course. Uh, it in, it includes the combination of judo and wrestling, such as throws, and then um, kickboxing. So basically, judo and wrestling with kickboxing. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. With Muay Thai, actually. All that stuff's hard. This is a dragonfly thing. Being attacked by bugs oh, here man. in Van Clays. <laughs> yeah, speaking of the Van Clays, I just got a DM from Carter saying, Is that my house? Is that my house? Yes, it is, Carter. Yes, it is. What's up, Carter? <laughs> I'm, I'm Hope we're having now. fun in Fargo, Carter. Just gave you. Yeah, shout out to all the boys going to Fargo. Yeah, dude, I got my Christian Brothers shirt on today because I think we got a few guys going. But I saw some Arizona boy ended up on Fargo getting getting smacked around. Oh, dude, by yeah. some some Ohio just raw kid. If you're gonna know. go out, you might as well go out with a bang. Yeah. yeah. Either, Either end way. up on flow or <laughs> don't go. Exactly. There's no point, dude. That's what it's all about. It's all about the clout. <laughs> it's all about the flow clout. Oh my goodness, dude. If I got if I got thrown for five on flow, I'd probably DM them and be like, hey, that's me getting thrown. Can I get like a headband or something? I know, you're like, can I please get a sticker? Can, <laughs> I, get a, can I get a tag and a, a share? Can I get a media pass? Or uh, maybe, maybe if it's a, he said, you only allow it if you shout if you shout out there like we just did we already did buddy or maybe he wants like an Instagram shout out you know like us to plug him he's got more followers than we do so I don't know what he wants <laughs> yeah he should be shouting us out exactly yeah, Carter, shout us out Carter. Hey, shout us shout us out at Central Matt Cleaning Crew Carter.VK on Instagram on Instagram mm-hmm. there oh, you shoot. go Carter I lost my train of thought what were we talking about Fargo oh Fargo yeah, I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> dude, so, so the shoe trade up in Fargo? Oh, dude, yeah. Crazy. That's, that's cool. one thing I miss about Fargo. Dude, oh, yeah. everybody just set up outside of Fargo uh-huh. with all their gear. I remember I'd sell so much Hawaii gear. Even macadamia and chocolates. I'd smell some macadamia and mm. chocolates. I'd sell some Pukasho necklaces. <laughs> dude, yeah, we, uh, I remember, it was actually, it was the trip that, I got recruited on to go to Central. We were wrestling up here in Des Moines, and uh, it was it was like AU duels. And so there's a team Tennessee. There was like four Iowa teams, like Montana, South Dakota, North Dakota. A bunch of these states win, and so you do like a there's like pool play, and then there's like a finals bracket after the pool yeah. play, and uh, so we were wrestling guys from all over the country. So we beat the hell out of each other in these duels, like super competitive, and uh, and then we just go and trade gear afterwards. Yeah. Like, my buddy got a South Dakota shirt and traded his Tennessee stuff on there. And, uh, 
Yeah, it was cool, but that, that's another interesting thing about wrestlers that we all just... You know, it's like you said, it's a niche. After you we just all trade. Just trade stuff. After yeah. we all scrap it out, it's like, hey, you want to trade those shorts for my shorts? We're seeing other teams in the hotels. Yeah. You know, just hanging out with each other. All right, what do you guys think about... I, I saw something on Instagram. It was like, uh, don't hate your opponents because they, they're the ones that give you something to fight for. You know? Are there some people that you hate or do you always do you always see it as like a respect thing, you know? Because there's definitely kids I respect, but there's like one or two that I just, you know, well, it's very difficult. But I guess maybe deep down you respect them. But there's what, kids what that are just straight jackasses mm-hmm. that you know they're just talking whatever. You know, those are the kids you hate. But the dudes that will scrap it out with you for three periods, maybe overtime, yeah, and then you know recognize hey we just had a pretty solid war afterwards those are the kids you gotta respect yeah so what are your thoughts Shannon are there any kids that you hate or do you respect most of them I would say I respect everybody I wrestle I mean unless you're a you're an asshole after the match I'm not gonna like you but I, I feel like I haven't ran into anybody like that yeah usually after you have a good like good match with somebody it's like you just gotta shake hands and it's like it's kind of easy to build it's like a self you know what I mean it's like a it's like a man to man or even not even man to man kind of thing it's just like a reality check yeah like you know we Mm -hmm. we beefed it out and it's like that happened on the mat yeah you know it's like when you're fighting you know at a party or something you take it outside (laughs) you scrap it out Shake hands and you go in back to the party. It's like, how are you going to be mad if you beat the shit out of each other? Yeah, <laughs> like, you, already, you just took yeah. it all out, man. But yeah, there's nobody I, like, really hate. Yeah. I, like, I think it's just a part of the sport. You, just, you get that respect after just having those wars with people. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's, you, a lot of my really good friends are people that I used to wrestle with you know have hard matches with those are some of the guys that you know they're I consistently talk to I don't remember the kids that you know I I just handled quickly or the beat the crap out of me yeah I remember the kids that you know I had three round matches with their big you know I'd see them every weekend or something like that we just go back and forth dude actually you know it's that's it's that's something cool uh I wrestled this kid <laughs> He's he's another Memphis kid. He went he went to a to a, a school, you know, pretty close to where I went to high school at. Mm-hmm. And I swear to God, we wrestled at we wrestled about twenty times one summer. Cause I would just see him at all the local tournaments, and I had to wrestle him. And uh, he beat me every single time, every single time, bro. Really? And then then my junior year, his senior year, he wrestles at D three over in in, uh, in Arkansas, and uh, I finally beat him, dude. He tech fall me. Early, earlier, like in the preseason, then he, he majored me at this one tournament. And then, uh, then we wrestled, it was like two weeks before state, and I, and I beat him. And, uh, but after that, like, we got a picture together and everything, and, you know, I respect the hell out of that yeah. guy, man, because I know how tough he He probably respected is. you even more Finally after you beat him, him man. You know? That's crazy. Yeah. And, and, and like, like, he must have been mad, but he's like, dang, you know, like. But that's how we do, I remember. That's how you make each other, like, that's how you get better. You know what I mean? Like, like you said, you got tech the first time. Got majored, and it's like, I bet you in your mind you're like, I'm gonna beat this kid. Yeah, I, I do the whole time I'm sitting there like I'm tired of getting tech followed yeah. by John, man. And yeah. uh, <laughs> um, my coach, like the night of this duel that we that we duelled his team, he goes, 
all right, Luke, do you want your boy, do you want to wrestle your boy again, or do you want to bump up and wrestle? And I was like, you know, I'm taking him. Was it at home? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. It's one of the greatest matches I've ever wrestled, and, uh, but, Gotta um, put on for the home crowd. Mm-hmm. And, that uh, psychology. I know, yeah, Jordan Peterson. Yeah. And, but, um, that, that guy, man, I love that man, and, you know, I still, I, you know, we talk occasionally, but whenever I'm back home, I usually try to train with him, because he, he'll, he'll come into my high school and stuff, and we'll scrap, but I love that guy. But that's the thing, man, you just, you meet so many people yeah. through it, and uh, you just form, like, killer relationships, you know? Of course. So. And that's what, like, the, like, that's sport, like, I feel like wrestling and just sports where you're, like, you're, you're competing with each other, like, it just brings out the best in people. Yeah. What, what is Haver saying? Just saying one of the best feelings in the entire world is wrestling in front of a home crowd. Oh, yeah. And a big win. Everyone's cheering you on. That's mm-hmm. got to be the, the greatest feeling in the world. Definitely. It's going to be so good to wrestle in front of a crowd again, man. That oh, was yeah. the hardest thing a coach We are going to be... It's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be the rowdiest it's be crowd. Crazy. Dude, like we we were already rowdy at nationals. Just imagine how it's gonna be next year when everybody's there. When, and we yeah, have there's an entire when it's packed, man. It's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be a fun duel. I know you remember this, dude. The Warford duel at at um the American Rivers Conference, the the conference duels that we had, um at Central, um uh, two years ago, my freshman year, your uh, yeah. your junior year, when uh, when Dan beat the number one kid, ranked kid in the country. Yep. Oh I, my goodness, that's dude! That's crazy. Yeah, that I remember that because I was I actually didn't wrestle that duel. Yeah. And I was sitting there, dude, and I was just my, I think I lost my voice that night because I was just like screaming, dude. He was just getting to his inside, his elbow pass high crotch. Yeah. Finishing it every time. I've been scrapping with Dan a lot recently. But that was an insane duel. Like you know Brady Fritz, uh, yeah. the guy that Brock wrestled in the Warburg duel. Uh, that kid was ranked number one. Um, at uh, you know, b- before regionals, so yeah. conference duels is like what, like a month or something before regionals, something like that. Mm. It's something close. I don't know, a couple weeks or something like that. Well, anyway, it's like one of the last duels that you have yeah. in the season, and so it's us versus Wartburg, and uh, Dan goes out there, and uh, I want to say Fritz was up like eight or ten points. Uh, on yeah, VK told us this. And freaking Dan just blew the doors off of this man, like underhook yeah. high crotch, underhook high crotch cut, and then underhook high crotch took him down to his back and got near fall. Then they fucked up the score, and <laughs> they messed up the score. Wasn't our team working it too? Yes, <laughs> they messed up the score, and so Dan had to go and get another one, and he did, and and put yeah. that kid away. But that place was blowing up, man. My goodness, like our whole team was going nuts, and then everybody in the building. Once we started getting riled up, they were all, like, I think the basketball team was there too, or something like that. And yeah, there everybody was just going insane. Because it was in the actual basketball gym; it wasn't mm-hmm. in the field house. And so everybody was in there going nuts, man. That whole place blew up. Yeah, that it was, was nuts. Yeah, and then Rob had to go up there. Home crowd, bro. Here, that'd be crazy. Mm-hmm. It will be. You will. Yeah, our duels. Our duels get insane. They get nuts. Mm-hmm. They get nuts. It's definitely something to look forward to. But and so we got to train our butts off, man. So that way we'll be oh, yeah. ready when those moments come. We got to take. We got to take out these people. <laughs> Let me check on me. One by here. one. Time. Well, we've been going for like 48 minutes. You guys want to call it there? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's up to you. 
Yeah, I'm good. You know, that was, that was a good one. That, yeah, we freaking, we were getting down on some, on some stuff. I always enjoy talking about mindset stuff and, and all that, so, you know. I think that's more important than physical preparation. For sure, yeah, because, I mean, your body can only do so much, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like your mind has to control what you do, so. Yeah, yeah you know, we don't just train those muscles, train your brain. That's the most important muscle in your whole entire body right there. We're coming right by here. <laughs> Gavin, go, go, go. <laughs> well, you know, we want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast. Uh those of you who do so thanks for listening and uh hopefully we'll get another one out this week sorry about that uh siren in the background (laughs) but (laughs) it's just gonna be right there in the park yeah i know right there in the while we're trying to close up but yeah thanks for having us on this podcast yeah for sure and uh don't forget to uh like and subscribe and uh share this podcast with all your friends and family (laughs) hopefully we'll out on instagram yeah definitely check us out on instagram shout out to the matt cleaning crew Yes, sir. Hopefully, we can, uh, you know, get some more fun content out. It's kind of tough right now with the summer, uh, just with everything going on. Uh, you know, there, there's not much going on, you know. So, yeah. but definitely once once things start picking up again, we'll be more active on there and, and try to get some fun stuff out for y'all. Try to make some more like brackets or event ty- uh, type of things to to get rolling. So, or even comment something that you'd like us to talk about. Yeah, any suggestions or DMs are open all the time. Just, you know, let us know. But, yeah, well, we'll see you folks in the next one. Uh, probably going to try to get another one out with Ryan this week. I know he said he wanted to record, so we're going to get after it again. But, yeah, have a good night, folks.